Hello everyone, welcome to the Palava podcast. Today I have the lovely Mami Ajay with me. I've been really excited about talking to you. Yeah. It's taken us a few weeks <laughs> to get here, <laughs> just try and get our schedules right. Yeah. But we finally got here and that's everything happens when it happens. Happen, yeah. I'm excited about this conversation yeah. and to sort of go into what you're doing, yeah. your sort of experience and journey back in Accra. So I think let's just dive in and just tell us your background and your history and how you've ended up here in Ghana at this point <laughs> today. My background and my history, well, I'm Ghanaian, born in Ghana. And then my parents left Ghana. I was born in 83, which is right around coup time. Mm-hmm. So my family is one of the families that left. Okay. So we moved to the UK and I lived there till I was five. And then my parents split up, so came back to Ghana with my mom, and then was in Ghana for ten years. Did school, and then you were you were in GIS as well, like till till fifteen years. So we're also alumni. I know we're like alumni. Yeah, alumni, GIS alumni. Um, So left at fifteen, went back to the UK, did sixth form, okay, and then went to the states for college. Okay, stayed for. 13 years okay. and then moved back. Where were you in the States? I was in Philadelphia. Okay, for yeah. the 13 years. For the whole time, yeah. I'm I'm a, when I stick with something, I stick with it. <laughs> I just really so, liked it. So, yeah, I liked it. I was like, I'm fine here. No, no attempts to try anything else. What did else. you study in college? So, I studied psychology as undergrad. And I actually was one of the, because you know a lot of people, when you say you did psychology, they mm. think it's like you didn't know what to do. So, you just did like, <laughs> psychology. But I really wanted to be a psychotherapist. Okay. That was my goal. Yeah. And then I started working at a hospital while I was in college. Okay in the admin side mm-hmm. and I really liked that part. I was okay. like, okay, this is interesting. This whole back end insurance mm-hmm. to see what's happening. So I ended up getting a master's in healthcare administration. Oh, wow. Amazing. And that's what I was like I worked in that field for ten years oh, before wow. I moved to Ghana. Yeah. Wow. So that's quite an experience mm. then before you come back. And yeah. why did you decide to come back to Ghana <laughs> is the wonderful question. Yeah. It's so crazy because, so I moved to Ghana December 2012. And September 2012, I came to Ghana. No, I came to Ghana three times that year. So March 2012, I came to Ghana. And okay. I remember my cousin saying, listen, it's time to move back. You know, we have to come home. I was like, please, 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 please. <laughs> I'm going to come back anywhere. I'm good. I had just bought a house. I was like... You guys have gone. I mean, I'm going to live my American dream. <laughs> and then I came back September that year. And I don't, I I cannot, like, it sounds very, like, existential. And, but mm. I don't know something. Like, I was just like, no. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I need to come back. Like, I'm actually really unhappy. <laughs> I didn't realize, I just realized how unhappy I am in Philadelphia. Wow. And um, I think, you know, when I went back in March, I parked my car at the airport. Yeah, And when I got back, my whole car was encased in ice. And I remember the moment <laughs> breaking the ice and tears were falling down my face. Imagine the stark <laughs> contrast from, like, twist to ice. <laughs> it was like... I like how it twist. Like, breaking the ice. I was like... This is not my this life. This is not my life. Is this my life? I don't think this is my life. Um, oh, that's too funny. Yeah. yeah I was, see. There's nothing like the cold it, to make just, you remember oh, that. It was, it was not for so me. painfully sharp and clear. And so when I came back in September, then everything was just like crystal clear. And I was mm. like, I'm done. So I literally went back September, quit my job, wow. rented out my house, packed all my things, my car, everything. Wow. Drove it to New York. And December 1st, which is like two, three months later, I was in Ghana. Wow. No plan. No, like my mother of was course. like, don't come, don't come. <laughs> the parents never want us <laughs> to come back. My mom was like, okay, you're coming. I, like, I knew, I've said this with various people I spoke to, but the minute I landed in England, I knew I was coming back. Okay. Because for me, I was just like, not my life. Mm. But I, I was like, cool. So mm. the minute I could get out, I got out mm. and I was like, cool. But yeah, <laughs> the coming back is always a, a, a journey because yeah. just the cost of things and the amount that you're going to earn, you take a serious hit. I don't think people realize that you take a serious hit financially in that initial return because unless you have something lined up that's going to, and I was paying back my career development loan in pounds. Mm. And I was earning the equivalent of like 100 pounds a month <laughs> at the time or right. 200 pounds a month in Ghana. But your career development loan is like 100 pounds a month. Yeah. You're just like, how is this even 
feasible. But like, I think that's why people don't move back because if you think about the practicality of it, oh, you can't be practical. You about can't be. Yes, that's it. If you're, if you're practical, you will never move no, you because won't do it. it just doesn't add up. No, it doesn't, it, it doesn't add up. Like it doesn't add up. No, yeah. it actually really doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I think that's why it's one of these. It is one of these crazy things. And I think a lot of people like to sugarcoat the move back. Yeah. When people are coming, they're like, yeah, come, it's great. And it's yeah. like, guys, it's not great. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, the the place is great. Yeah. And it's a nice life. Yeah. But you need to have money to live in Ghana. Yeah. And you have to be prepared for the hustle. Yeah. Like, I think it, dep- it also depends on what lifestyle. Like, what yeah. I always tell people is, for me, Ghana's hard. Yes. It's, it's, it's harder than anywhere else I've ever... Like, it's hard. It is, yeah. But as a whole, I am a happier person <laughs> yes. in Ghana with all the struggle. Yeah. So you need to decide <laughs> yep. why you're coming. And also what type of person what you are. What type of pers- person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Are you a patient person? <laughs> oh, can, you, can you develop patience? Can you develop patience? <laughs> I think it needs to be Ghana equals patience. Yes. Like, I learned, I think that is when I moved back, it took me about two, three years and just the constant lesson of patience yeah. that you have to learn yeah. to the point where now things happen. I'm like, cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we will just continue. Yeah. <laughs> just continue yeah. doing what we need to do. Yeah. So when you moved back, no plans. Yeah. Didn't have anything. What, did, what was the first thing you did? I mean, think about it. Like when I moved back, I, I obviously didn't have a job and yeah. it was the first time that I hadn't worked in years so you just party so I was like listen because I cashed out my retirement fund and everything like I moved moved oh. I was like I'm never coming back here I cashed out my retirement fund everything and so I had money so I was oh, like Lord. listen when am I ever going to get a chance to not work mm. this is my chance <laughs> right? okay so I was living okay Francis I was living I was doing nothing and my mother was like okay Christmas I can give you till Christmas after Christmas she was like I was like listen let me live and so I just started doing things that I wanted to do. I started traveling Ghana. Yeah. Um, and that's how my travel show, Girl Going Places, was born. Yeah. I just I just started doing, trying things. Yeah. And in the midst of that, like, I found my groove. Yeah. But if I hadn't, not, hadn't had that opportunity, yeah. and that's another thing, like, having the safety net of having somewhere to stay. Yep. You know, if I didn't have money, I knew I was going to eat. Yep. I would not oh, be yeah. out in the street. I, I always say this yeah, to people. Like, those things are key. Yep. You know, because not everybody has that option. No. And I think that's the one thing you need when you come back. Yeah. Is because a similar thing. Yeah. I had a house. I knew that, okay, I wasn't earning much, but I could at least, I, I'd, I'd have food yeah. and somewhere to sleep. Yeah. And general kind of support yeah. if required yeah. you know but I still needed to try and earn some of yeah. these 500 CDs yeah. thousand CDs yeah. <laughs> yeah. for pocket money yeah. you know I think you're right yeah. like you have to have that but Ghana yeah. does give you that opportunity to explore a little yes. bit and land because I think also 2011 2012 2013 is when I feel like Ghana's creative yes. community kind yes. of started to find each yes. other you know, because there was like, there was us doing Jamja, there was uh, Stefania doing local, yes. she was already doing local. Yes. There was like a whole little group Thing of people happening. that people were just doing some yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. We had that island vibe party. Yes. I don't know if you remember. I remember. And you know what I also remember about that time? Like, I just remember Republic. Yeah, Republic the was the, energy was the like the hub. Um, hub of yes. it. Yes. Because it was 2012 yes. that Republic opened, summer yes. 2012. Yes. And I remember because I'd broken up with a, <laughs> a, a boyfriend and I literally spent six months, I think, every day at Republic. <laughs> like I'd finish work, I'd go to Republic and I think I would leave Republic at like 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> with like Edwin, like with a whole oh, bunch girl. of people, like every day. And I, I just remember, I was like, I think I propped that bar up for <laughs> six months. Like Republic was, but it was where I met loads of people. people like, yeah. Where yeah. I'm just, you just met all of these. And all the energy was all the, yes. everyone who was now retiring. Yes. Yes. And, who was just like looking for things, things to, to do, do. Yes. DJs. That's where we met Benji wow. and Edwin. Okay. And like a whole bunch yeah. of people. Because also Republic was playing different music. Different kind of music, yeah. The vibe was very creative. It yeah. was like people just wanting to try things. Mm-hmm. It really was the hub. Like I remember I lived close to Republic, so I would walk there like yeah. every evening yeah. by myself yeah. and just, you know, have a drink and then walk back. Because you would always meet someone. Yes. Like it, and then it evolved it's changed now right but um no but it was definitely i think that time and and now it's different now it has 
blossomed and it has grown yeah. and it's it's really nice to see like yeah. you know stylists and yeah. photographers yes. and DJs it's and insane. artists and it's just it's insane. in 10 years yeah. almost yeah. it has just sort of exploded I remember trying to find a camera person to help me shoot my travel show and it was one love actually that suggested because I couldn't find anyone and he was like go to Nafti let's go to Nafti I know a guy Nafti so we went to Nafti wow. and I found a student yeah and he helped me shoot my first. Wow. And now if I wanted a videographer, oh. I mean, a plethora. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Oh, no, yeah. You have it's a, amazing. Yeah, yeah it's it amazing. It is, actually. And, and photographers. And yes. But also, I feel like parents are starting to see that yes. even though there is kind Ooh. of, like... It, it, they still don't quite get it when they see that you're earning money from it. They're like, it's fine. Because I was having this conversation with Bright. Because okay. his, par- his parents were like... Oh, okay. This is what you're going to do, like draw <laughs> cartoons type of thing, you know. Right. And and then he, yeah. th- Now they're like, oh yeah, yeah. we 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 support. Yeah. And same with Isaac as well. Yeah. Afroscope. And w- once people get it, then they're like, okay, yeah, actually, I can support this because otherwise. I think when it comes to parents and the culture, I think their their worry is money. Yeah. And this idea that being a creative, like, yeah. there's no money in it. <laughs> Like, I can't, like, I I think my mother maybe, like, two, three years ago just started coming on board. Yeah. Because forever, it was, like, that was the stress point of my mm. Ghana journey. Like, yeah. what, like, what are you doing? Sending me job applications. Like, this is not a nine to five. You need money. You need money. And then I guess once she started realizing, like, okay, she's fine. Like, yeah. she's not only taking care of herself, she's helping other people. Yeah. Oh, she's good, good. Then yeah. it became... So I think their worry, like, now I understand it better. It's like, you want your child to be self-sufficient yeah. and not to struggle. Yeah. And then the idea of your child being a painter in Ghana, it's like, ah, my <laughs> friend, I just going to paint houses. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. We get it, parents. Yeah. Just, you know, let, us, <laughs> let us live a little. Let's figure it out. Um, and, and so what was like the starkest thing for you in that move back because as much as there's the move and as much as you know the country there's the culture shock yeah i think both ways yeah like there's when you kind of leave and yeah. there's when you come back yeah because there's like a readjustment yeah. period and yeah. i think it takes about a year or so to really and sometimes longer to really yeah. readjust yeah to understand just some of the nuances what are the some of the things that stick out for you that you were like oh lord that just took me a while to understand (laughs) I think for me my biggest like culture shock was just family okay you know because I had like when I moved back to the UK at 15 I was living with my dad so that's family but from 17 when I was in Philly I was by myself Mm. I was by myself like I was a college student by myself I went and got a job I like I was doing I was fully independent yeah any connection with family is like are you okay is everything fine okay cool and then you come back and everybody has a say in what you're in your doing. Life. Yeah. yeah. Everybody feels like they have a say in what you're doing. Yeah. And all these questions, it's just like... And and how old were you when you moved back? I was 28, 28 or 29. Yeah, so at that point you're like, I am a I'm grown. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am grown. And so that was the biggest thing, you yeah. know, just the constant involvement in a life that I had over 10 years just making my own decisions Mm. without anybody's input Mm. Um, that was tough that was tough managing that you know and then the culture requires as long as somebody's older to you to have a certain level of respect so that means not being able to really speak your mind Mm. as openly and directly as maybe you're used to like there was a lot of molding Mm. that needed to happen yeah or finding how you navigate those conversations because they have to be had. Yes. But then it's like, do you have to speak to your mother yes. to then speak to the uncle, yes. to then speak to the auntie? <laughs> or like, you know, how do you go yeah. about the conversation yeah. because you can't directly say yeah. those words to that person? Yeah. You know? And you're just like, why? Yeah. They deserve to hear yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. a, yeah, that's That was, that that was, was a tough piece. That was a tough piece. Yeah. yeah. And what about socially? I mean, obviously, we know Ghana nightlife is, you know, one of the Yeah. Best, but, but even just, you know, dating, socially. Oh, like, yeah. It's a oh, different yeah. Experience. Yeah. How can I forget that? I mean, moving back to Ghana, like, my biggest dating shock, like, I had. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was um, a shock to the system. Like, 
people aren't as straightforward. Yeah, it, it was just I I grew, I matured as a woman. Like I thought I was matured as a woman, yeah. but Ghana really showed me like what it is to be a woman in this mm. space and like how you find companionship and trust. Yeah. You know, not even just with men, but yeah. just I mean, yeah, let's not yeah. even talk about friendship, yeah. female friendships in Ghana. Ghana. That's a whole that's different. A whole, we could spend a whole could episode spend a whole on episode that. Talking about that. <laughs> so really, like how you navigate your mm. friendships, and I think the person that I am today with how I navigate my relationships has a lot to do with me being mm. here and understanding dynamics, and mm. then because I think female male dynamics in Ghana are very different. I think there are assumptions that we don't really discuss and it's only since for example i've been with with my partner like we've been together what seven years and we've had to have conversations mm. about not not necessarily assumptions that he's made but think assumptions that people make about us or assumptions that people make about just all kinds yeah. of things that, yeah. and, that don't really get discussed yeah. you know and then as a woman as well just what is expected of yes. you just as a woman yeah just standard yeah like if if it's a man, whether it's a boyfriend, a partner, a, a business partner, a, a, a colleague, yes. whatever it is, it's sort of like, well, you're a woman, so. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because I don't think I, I never dated a Ghanaian when I was not in Ghana. Yeah. And so then I, I, I dated people who were Ghanaian but didn't really grow up in mm-hmm, Ghana so mm-hmm. much. And you think that that kind of gives people a different perspective. In some ways, it does. Yeah. But when it comes down to the role of a woman, a woman, it's it's all like it's all the same. same. Like I remember, I dated somebody who um, I'm not. I I like to cook. No, I don't mm. like to cook. Sometimes I can cook. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like cooking. Yeah. Most times I don't. Yeah. And that's like if you ever dated me, you mm. know, mm-hmm. you're probably in the kitchen more than more than I, me. You know, <laughs> if the feeling hits me. I'm going to throw down. Yeah. But, and so I dated this person completely. Un- like, that was not even an issue. Yeah. And then it got to a time when it was like. So you're never going was, to cook yeah, for me. Like, excuse me. <laughs> when you met me, I said, I don't. I'm not on the Monday, Tuesday. I don't cook every. Mm, so <laughs> wrong person. It's amazing because I think they think that it's like a gene. Yeah. You know, I think you they think just it's like, it. oh, a cooking gene. Yeah. You know, yeah. or like a. This is just kind of how you yeah. are, and so yeah. it's fine if you don't initially want yeah, to do it, but, but eventually, eventually you have to want there. to. Yeah, and it's yeah. like no, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah, like I can. But make it's the decisions. culture. The culture suggests that every woman, there's certain things that every woman should know how yeah. to do, and there's no de- there's no deviation allowed yeah. from that. And so the moment you don't have that, then it becomes. And sort it's of a, so interesting because yeah. I, I I was at like a family thing the other day, and you know I was meeting family, and they're just like, oh, so you know, look after your husband, you yeah. know, and you're just like, <laughs> what does that mean? And like, why why can't he look after me? <laughs> Hold on a minute, or is yeah. that the assumption that he is looking after me, and so therefore I must be looking right, after him? Too? Right. You know, like Probably. it's one of these things, and you just Probably. think, but it never comes with that. It never feels like there's that equality yes it always feels like somehow the burdens on yes on us to make sure yes. he eats well okay yes. <laughs> make sure he eats well are you cooking <laughs> it's like, why? i remember going to a funeral a family funeral and i got there first it was out of town and then my brother came like when i got there i was starving yeah. you know and i was like let me go find my food because yeah. i know these ladies and yeah. as soon as my brother got there they were like and even nobody yeah what are you gonna what, eat what are you gonna eat and then they brought him his food, and I was sitting with him as he was eating. So when he was done, he picked up his bowl, and I was like, listen, let me take that bowl to the kitchen mm-hmm. because these ladies are going to talk about me. Like, <laughs> how are you going to sit there and watch them? And it's like, you have to fall. Sometimes you just mm-hmm. fall into the role because mm-hmm. it's like, I would rather, let me just do it than all the stress. All the stress. All the, the stress. And it's, yeah. and it's so interesting, like, what my brother can get away with. Yeah. Compared to like what I can, I'm like, hey, 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 <laughs> this rascal over here, <laughs> and me. But it's and and there was a moment I think I had a couple of months ago where I realized like the full burden of being a woman. Like you're like, whoa, hold on a minute. Not just Ghana, just just anywhere. In general, yeah. And you're like, wow, we carry so much yeah. that. And and I realized that it's only really other women. That understand that Period. you you can't have the conversation with men about it, mm, like about the weight, because it, it's not describable. Like unless you've experienced it, felt it, understood it. And I was literally lying in bed, and I was like, whoa! I just had that moment of like, oh, I get it. Like 
this is <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting one. <laughs> it is. Um and so you're a new mom. I am, yeah. <coughs> Congratulations. Thank you. How old is he now? He is ten months. And what's he doing? He's doing everything. <laughs> He's um he can stand and move like cruise yeah. around the furniture. Yeah. He's very like intense. Like when he sees something new, he just how can I get into this? Um, yeah, but generally has it he's, changed you a lot? Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think what I've noticed is things that I should have been doing for myself mm. before as non-parent mm-hmm. like now I'm like I need to do this for myself mm. like I want to work out I wanted to learn how to swim I'm going <coughs> to continue to do that mm. I'm like taking my mental health seriously mm. like things that I kind of just like eh, I'll figure it out mm. now it's known there's another human being who's affected by everything that I am and yeah. everything that I'm not Yeah. so I need to make sure that like yeah. I am good I'm going to therapy like I just want to figure out and be the best me. Yeah, and that's before amazing. I wanted to, but it wasn't a priority. Interesting. And now that's like key. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing though yeah. that at least now you've got that yeah. confidence to be like, this yes. is what I need to yes. do for myself. Yes. And what was the experience? Because you had him here. I did. What was that experience like? I did. So Because <laughs> a lot of people, just to give people a bit of a background, in Ghana when you're pregnant and if you are lucky enough have to means, have and the means yes. to have the option it's either Ghana or you'll pick another country. Yeah. So other countries, for example, can be South Africa, can right. be Kenya, can yep. be the UK or the US, yep. Dubai even. Yeah. But it sometimes is anywhere but Ghana. Yeah. And some people are really surprised when you have your child yeah. in Ghana. So yeah. what was that experience like? So you have to remember, I worked in healthcare for a long yes, time. So, and so that's why I want your right. perspective. So even healthcare in the States, I'm worried. I'm worried about healthcare. I do not like hospitals. Even okay. I worked like, I'm, I'm just very worried. So yeah. I just, I always knew if I had a kid, mm-hmm. there was no way I was having it in Ghana. Okay. Because I've experienced Ghana healthcare. Yeah. There's no bedside manner. Yeah. I just felt, and I'm very, I'm a nervous, not, like sick person mm. and I just thought having a kid like all things could go wrong I just I can't do it here yeah and then I got pregnant in the middle of COVID yeah oh wow <laughs> so then it was like weighing the options okay am I leaving to go and have this baby what does that mean what does that yeah. mean financially if I'm going to the States yeah. I don't have insurance yeah. what is that financial cost does that make sense <clears throat> mm-hmm. so I was like let me explore what what's yeah. here so I found did a lot of research mm-hmm. Found a, a hospital I went to, loved the doctor, hated the rest of the staff, yeah. very blasé, and yeah. I just felt like, mm. and I remember when I decided to leave that hospital, was I asked the doctor, um, actually I didn't ask him, my partner was like, she wants you to be there during the birth, and I was like, he, he is going to be there, and he was like, no, <laughs> he was like, no, 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 the midwife will be there, and I was like, ah, uh, no, I'm only coming to this hospital because of you. So you have to be there. And he was like, okay, I live close. You know, when you go into labor, call me. And I was like, listen, this ain't a place for me. I can't. I, I, like, I'm, too, I'm too much of a nervous wreck to leave that to chance. Wow. And then crazy, the power of social media. That day, I was just going through Insta stories. And somebody that I followed, who's a friend, had had a baby. And she had like a picture of, not even a picture of the baby, but like her room yeah. in the hospital. And I was yeah. like, I thought she was in Ghana because it didn't look like a Ghana. Yeah. And I messaged her and she was like, yeah, it's Ghana. And I was like, well, I'm looking for a new hospital. I was wondering. And you can give a shout out to them if you want. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. Listen, Landmark Healthcare. I've told oh, every. Check it out. Every woman, everyone who wants to have a baby, like. I vouch for them 100%. Oh, wow. Dr. Chike, he's amazing. Like, when I went to him, he spent, like, 45 minutes with me because I had questions. <laughs> and he nice. spent, like, 45, he answered every single oh, question. Wow. They took me on a tour of the space. And I remember when I was leaving that day, the nurse was like, we can't wait to meet your baby. And I was like, this is the place for me. Oh, In what? That's what you just gave me, yeah. like, goosebumps. I was like, as soon as I walked out to that time upon, I was like, this is it. Oh, that's so since, that's so hopeful. Yes. Because it's one thing that I think I'm like when that time comes, I literally don't know where I'm going. Francis, they were amazing. Till this day, like I messaged the nurse 
Betty, this is happening to Adai. She'd be like, okay, she'll touch base with the pediatrician. She'll yeah. call me. She'll message me the next day. Is he okay? Wow. I remember, like, I had a C-section. The anesthesiologist, I had, that was my first day meeting him. He was amazing. He came into my room to check on me. He hugged me the next morning. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Twilight <laughs> Zone. Anyone that came to visit me in that hospital was like, this place is lovely. Even my dad was like, the front desk staff. Like, they are... Amazing. That is so nice to hear yes. because it literally, I think maternal health in this country is so under, undervalued, yeah. understaffed, yeah. and just, you know, just, it's not in the perspective yeah. of anyone. So I'm, I'm working with a, an, a company called African Health Now. I'm yes, sure you know. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Nana Nana. Eisen, yes. Just sort of uh, liaising with them. I'm hoping to be on their board soon okay. and things like that. And maternal health is one of their big kind of uh, things. Yeah. And um, it's just incredible how, you know, you hear the stories of people sort of on the floor and giving birth. Horror and we just stories. don't have the space or there's just no compassion for None. women giving birth. None. Like, even aftercare or anything. I've heard and horror stories. Yeah, I've heard like horror good stories. and bad. And it just. Oof. Yeah. Even when I before <clears throat> I had my baby, a friend of mine who's had a couple of kids, she said, make sure you have your blood ready. And I was like, blood. And she was like, yeah, every time she goes to have a kid, she needs to get her blood. Like, she needs to go to Kolibu and get her blood just in case. Yeah. So I messaged my nurse and I was like, do I have to bring blood? And she was like, blood. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like yeah. some ritual. And she was like, we don't do that here. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like, can you imagine, like, all the stress of about to bring a human being into the world? Then you have to go and get your own blood and a list of things that I mean I've seen a list of things you have to take to the hospital if you're having a baby like no I mean like I I'm not paying being paid to say this yeah no I I think it's important though because I think it's the one area that a lot of people and countries do not pay attention to I mean women's health in general I think even as someone who is trying for a child yeah. but also just researching and trying to figure out what just the nuances of of it yeah. because uh, people don't understand I, I mean women understand yeah but i think a lot of men and who run make the policies and stuff don't understand that you can't you don't always know y- you you have a period for all your life yeah but you don't exactly know exactly what day it's going to start. Yes. You don't know, ev- even though you've had it month on month, your symptoms are not always the same. Yeah. You So so it's not like you have a log. They si- kind of assume that, oh, but it's just that. Right. And so you're just going to know. I remember once saying to my brother, like, oh, I think I'm just P- PMSing. He's like, but don't you know because it's every month? And I was like, no, you right. don't actually. Right. And it, it sh- But I hadn't even thought about, thought about it. That, that like, right. oh, but yeah, how come I don't know yeah. whether this is happening to me because of this or this or that or whatever and and then you realize how under-researched and under-funded just understanding women's health is when you go online to try and figure out why or solutions or whatever and there's literally nobody knows and I went to get like test like some checks a couple of years just to see if everything's okay okay. when Mm -hmm. you're trying and whatever Mm -hmm. and they said that one of like my ovaries was like like not closed but like it was blocked or whatever okay. and so I was like okay so I was like what, what do I need do? to do right. like what's the next what's step next? how do I he's like oh well I mean I won't be too worried like you have another one and also it could just be the spasm and it could also just be this and I was what like so you have, it could? you have no, no idea. idea why this is like this and that was the moment that I realized that they have no clue so I might as well just go on my own and, and try, try and, figure and figure it, it out, out on my own yeah. because no one could tell me like he was just like no it's fine and I was like really are you sure like I don't know how that works and he's like oh but you could go and do another and they're quite invasive like these things are not like pleasant so you just think wow like no one has a clue I so when I was having my c-section obviously you're awake and then at some point I just heard the doctor say um you, she has fibroids. Mm. Like I had fibroids behind my womb. Oh wow! And so he said that the f- my first doctor should have seen it when I was mm-hmm. pregnant on the scans. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, didn't didn't. Yeah. And lucky that I had a C section because if oh, I died, wow. I never knew I had fibroids. Yeah. And so he took them out, and it's crazy. I've had terrible periods for years, mm. and now like I have no pain, and I'm like all my life, 
Like somebody could have told me that maybe this is it's not oh we oh, yeah, bad it's normal <laughs> this is pain is normal apparently not it's not and I was reading an article about if you are in pain to a certain but you see there's also degrees, degrees. of pain right mine so, was bad yeah I so people function. never people never people think that the non-functioning is normal yes and I it's it was not. Normal. I remember that I had one month where I had no period pain and it's because I was doing a lot of like I'd been reading stuff about how you mentally condition your body to pain okay so sometimes you like we expect it every month especially around so we always expect it right okay so you can also try and like not expect it and do a lot of work and I didn't I was like so you mean it's possible in this world (laughs) to have a beard without pain (laughs) and from that moment I was like right my 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 goal in life is just to figure out how and what it is and diet and fruit and mm. I was I've been doing this reading about how our systems are literally supported by fruit mm. so we, we don't eat enough fruit in our lives but for women you need like two or three times the amount of fruit you would normally eat because wow. that's what your like your fertile system wow. there's a saying like eat fruit to produce fruit I right see. and it's just like mind blowing yeah. and when you start to delve into some of the non-traditional information and language that's actually when you start to learn stuff that is about yourself and you're like wow this is just a game changer like i don't know it's it's different so there's there's work to be done i think around that tell us some of the projects you're working on you're now in film yeah and in the creative in the creative space space. yeah (laughs) like these days people ask me so what title should we put and i'm like creative entrepreneur because i'm into everything (laughs) and my goal is to do anything that i feel i want to do is to do it Mm -hmm. try it if it fails then fine and um, you're in the space to do that. Yeah, Ghana allows Ghana you to allows do that. You. That's so. one of the beautiful things about Ghana. It allows you to do try whatever you want to. But I would say that my two main projects, my first is my film project, Afternoon Jump, which has now been, I think, three years in the making. Mm-hmm. It started out as just a really... Actually, I, was, I wanted to do this... Um, these films that was just a minute long okay and so it was just like really short script and then my partner at the time was like no keep writing keep writing Mm -hmm. and then covid hit and then i just kept writing and then you know imposter syndrome sets in at some point i was like girl you can't make this film like it's set in the 70s how are you gonna do this you're not (laughs) girl please go focus on what you can do and so to sort of quell that, I decided to shoot a concept trailer. And it really was for myself to prove mm-hmm. to myself that I could do this, possibly, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then I put a little snippet on Instagram and the feedback was insane. Like, I just, I actually cried from the feedback because oh. it's when your imposter syndrome oh meets, like, positive affirmation. It's, like, overwhelming. It's yeah. like. No, but yes. <laughs> but no, but yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly imposter syndrome. Exactly. Oh my it's God. Right now, but and but it's like a story that's so important to me. I feel like other cultures, aka white people, Europeans, they have an archive of who they are. And film and storytelling is supposed to be like an archive yep. of who who we yeah. are in the world. Yep. When we're exactly. all gone and the next generations are here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's important to tell like all stories. So we're telling a lot of like civil rights stories a lot of slavery stories but i just want to know what was life like in ghana in 1972 what was it like to be a college student yeah what was it like to be in love what was it like to go and party yeah what was it like i heard some of the best parties so this is this is like some of when people talk about some of the things you're just like yo this time is is it needs to be really yes. documented yes. I was at dinner yesterday and, and then um, the gentleman who owns the restaurant so the Ethiopian place okay. met, mm-hmm. love it so her husband was talking to us and he's writing a book and he's telling the stories of post post independence right. and, so, and we were just in awe like, of some of the things he was telling yeah. us I'm like I want to know more yeah. I want to read yeah that's how so my aunt was this is years ago maybe like 10 years ago she was just talking about when she was um, a young person and she was friends with the president at the time's son and how they used to go to Pedrasa Lodge and party oh. and then she was like you know we used to go to the afternoon jump and I was like what's that and she was like there were these parties usually outdoors live band you know be drinking beer and so that's the name of my film afternoon jump it. like I was just like 
that sounds like a vibe. Yes. It sounds like energy. It just sounds like something I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, like any any project that you're trying to do, especially in this environment, it's a difficult journey, mm. especially when it comes to financing. But like I said, so much support, so mm-hmm. many amazing people that are like, we're going to make this happen. So yeah. we're very close to, to getting there. So Nice. Yeah. Do you have like a couple more years, you reckon, on it? Or are you trying to be no, like, no, 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 no I'm no. by... We, yes, definitely we'll be shooting the first quarter of next year. Oh, nice. Yeah, Congrats. Definitely. Thank That's you. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah very exciting. Ooh. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing these stories yeah. and things. You know, Aresa, Smart mm-hmm. Money Woman, mm-hmm. so she produced her, she self-produced saw, her series, yes. which is now on Netflix. On Netflix. And I was speaking to her, so I met her and she's, there's an episode with her but where we talk about her, her production process, mm. which is pretty funny. And when she wanted to do this, and it's the same thing. She's like, can I really do this? Yeah. It's, and you can, you yeah. absolutely can. Yeah. It's just the mode of doing it will be different. Yes. <laughs> it won't be so yes. like, here's a production. It's, it's, yes. it's just a very African yes. way, maybe. Yeah, it's like gorilla it. style. Everything is gorilla style, but it's it will be done. West. <laughs> it's it's going to be fine. I think, in a way, I wonder if that's why, you know, we end up kind of sticking to it and staying yeah. because it's not so clear cut. Yeah. It's a little bit, you're yeah, not sure. Yeah. It's a little bit windy. Yeah. And also, the the experience of it is yeah. just the stories to yes. tell for like years to yes. come because it's just yes. not. It's not so it's straight. It's not straight, yes. You know? And I think that's, it's like a sadistic appeal because <laughs> yes. it's like, this could be something. This, but it seems so far and there's so many windy roads, but it could be something. Yeah. And so that like keeps us like And I hustling. think because we're the first in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. When we think about it in post-independence, you had a lot of people who, le- who left. Yeah. And so that generation who left didn't come back yeah. or maybe some of them are coming back but it's kind of our generation that is coming actually coming actually back. back so yeah. we're, a lot of us are like the first to set something up yeah. and then it's the first of its kind yes. in a way and when you are doing that you have to sometimes remember that it is not so easy yeah. it can't have been easy anywhere yeah. else to be some of the first to do certain yes, things absolutely. and I think that I love that that's comforting yeah, yeah I think so because I have that situation mm. and imp- imposter syndrome is real yeah. when you're dealing we're dealing with some of the like largest companies and I remember we had this one partner that was in the UK and we were like working with them and stuff and then we started to realize that we were maybe slightly more organized <laughs> and then we were like wait a minute you mean this tiny four person company right. is slightly more organized than your company right. and then we're like no <laughs> and then we're like yes yeah. <laughs> and then you start to realize that wait, it's not so shiny. Once you scratch the yeah. surface, yeah. like yeah. the substance sometimes yes. is not really yes. there. And then yes. your imposter syndrome is like, no, but you don't yes. have the name and you're not yes. big and da 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 da. You have to f- realize that like it's yes. really they have imposter syndrome yes. too. Sometimes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think you know it's crazy. I, I love that you mentioned that because that's for me. That's one of the lessons of Ghana it's one of the lessons of like this social media era it's it's so easy to think that everything else is perfection yes other than you or what you're working on or who you are but everything has its things yes and when you realize when you realize that everything you can just be a bit calm and Mm -hmm. sit in your because honestly when you when you think about it like we work with some big and we're like ah so how do you not have your shit together? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Because like, we are like so like, no, but we have to do it properly. Like, we yeah. put so much pressure, pressure on ourselves to be like, and I think there's extra pressure because you're doing it in Africa. Yeah. So already people have discounted Assuming, you by yes. 50% yes. that you're not trustworthy. Yes. You don't have the capability. Yes. You don't have the capacity. Quality is bad. Quality is bad. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with those assumptions. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to make up for that for assumption. It. So you try and shoot Higher than that, we face this, my brother and I work together and we constantly face this because we'll receive something and we're like, okay, and we'll go over and above and then we'll look at each other and say, we go far, (laughs) like sometimes we really go far, like, so sometimes when we're doing things, we're like, how far do we think we need to go on this one, like, because we realize sometimes we've done things and they're like so blown away Mm. and for us, but that's just how we would do it, right? right? And then we realize that, The expectation was low. Yes. Yeah. 
the expectation was low. <laughs> Very low. And then it's an mm. interesting mm. dynamic, thing, yeah. You know, to kind yeah. of get through and, and process. Yeah. So um okay, so film. Yeah. Maybe in like end of next year slash yes, we I mean, should at least be seeing yes, trailer end of next year cool. slash early twenty twenty three. But I also I also don't, don't push yes it. Yeah. like no pressure. It's very easy to get pressure. No, just don't do to, it. Yes, it's very <laughs> easy. Oh my god! Such when you see people are doing oh, what you want to do. Francis, yes. social media. Every day I want to come off Instagram. Yes. I did. I deleted it off my really? phone for a while, yeah, I and mean. I had it on my iPad because mentally, talking about mental health, I needed a bit of a break yes. from it. So I think for about three, four months, that's amazing. I just kind of ha- sometimes I put it back on, okay. and then I remove it. Okay. But literally, it's not on my phone for more than a day. Yeah. At the moment, it's back on. But I noticed I had built a ability to not be on it yeah. all the time. So yeah. at least, but yeah, you have to. You have to. I was just listening to this TED talk about how social media, but Instagram in particular, mm-hmm. sort of has killed creativity because, like now, a lot of us are like we feel like we have to be creative for attention. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's doing something. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. Yeah. Instead of, like, you having the creative inspiration to go and just do the work. And, and then, then put it out per- there. Exactly. Yeah. And, I listen, I struggle with that all the time. Delete it. It's the most freeing thing. <laughs> I've tried deleting it, but then I'll go on my computer. I'm like, Let me go see what's happening. So you happening. can do it on your computer, but if you realize, unless you're on your computer all, all the, the time, time, it's the scrolling for me. Scrolling, the doom scrolling. For me, oh, it's the scrolling God. and then realizing that, but I've seen all, all of this <laughs> already. And then I'll go back on it and I'm like, but this is, it's not even updating. It's the same thing. And I'm like, this is really annoying. And then I, I would, I realized that it was just getting depressing. Yeah. So then I joined Twitter. <laughs> I prefer Twitter because yes. I feel like I get more newsy information. And, just intru- and I get yes. things that make me laugh. Right. Like yes. intellectually. And I'm like, okay. I, and I, before I didn't understand Twitter. So right. I never joined. So right. I only joined like three weeks ago. Really? Yes. I'm ashamed, <laughs> but I only joined with that three weeks ago, and it was because of this podcast. Yeah, um, so that's a good thing. Yeah. but I'm really pleased because yeah. it's. I'm like, oh, this meets me like where I am. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's there because it needs yeah. to be there. I feel like, unfortunately, it's joining the, it's joining the like where Facebook is for me in I social feel media. So, yes, I because Facebook, so I check it. I do I not do anything I, 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 I don't do that. I don't even go on Facebook. I'm not that interested in Facebook. But Which yeah. is very interesting. Instagram, like I was saying to a friend, like you keep telling yourself, I need it for work. Yes, I need but you it don't. For work, but do you? Do you? Is there, that's the question. You know. Because that's what I say about Facebook. But I really, I could delete my Facebook. Right. I, re- right. I really should. Really. Right. That's right. I say I need it for work. Yeah, I don't do anything. Yeah. I don't even do work. But it's like if you need something for work, then you should be utilizing mm-hmm. it. But I feel like Instagram is now using us. It's like <laughs> we're so addicted that it's like post, 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 post. You know, now they're on this video thing, so it's like reels. Like my friend does amazing reels. I'm like I, I, I cannot can't. think of a re- like I don't even. But also I, just in my day to day, I'm like, and then I, I'm so <laughs> getting a friend to help me with social media for the podcast. Okay. And she's like, you need to download TikTok. I said, hey, <laughs> take it easy. So I downloaded it. I put it on my iPad. It's not on my phone. Okay. I don't think I've checked it. Okay. Because I'm like, is this video? Video, right. video, video, right. video. I'm yeah. like, I what am I looking for? Yeah. Where to search? How yeah. to search it? I'm not ready. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Social media is a lot. But, you know, I think it's just about having control and creating the balance. It yeah. does help amplify work. It does, yeah. So when you, I, for that me balance, now, I'm yeah. like, when I have the work mm-hmm. and if I don't, sometimes okay. I've seen like my follower count has been dropping mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I have the work, I'll share the work. Yeah. Besides that, I don't really have a lot to say and I'm not going to force yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the thing is like, I don't know if I have much to say at the yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm just kind of doing what yeah. I need to do. Yeah. And you said you had one other project? Yeah, do I want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm working. Snippet? Snippet. So, um, I mean, I've always been into jewelry mm-hmm. a lot. And I've traveled the continent a lot. And just the jewelry to me always mm-hmm. stands out. So, Northern and Senegalese. And yes, Francophone. Yes, and that kind yes, of jewelry is amazing. Yes, yes. I love brass. Yeah. So I'm I'm working on nice. actually I'm working on this for 
another two years but peak during covid yeah. so very close to um launching yeah, about that. yeah oh that's exciting. so lovely yeah. in terms of africa what are, what are some of your favorite places number one will be rwanda really yes i've been to rwanda three times um, what is it about rwanda I love Ghana, but I think what I love about <laughs> I love how we always I have to, start, to justify, yes, have to justify that we love that country. I love I love we are my ready country. To move. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I love my country, but what about what I love about Rwanda is like the stark contrast to Ghana. Just mm. and for me, it's like their story, what they've been able to accomplish in mm. what 26, 27 years. Mm. Like it shows that it's possible to have structure. It's mm. possible to live in a city that is clean mm. it's possible to live in a city where the social welfare of the community feels like a priority mm. to the government mm-hmm. like it's possible where you actually you can actually feel progress mm. you know nowhere is perfect mm-hmm. and i'm sure rwanda has its things yeah i mean we we know we that know it has, its, it has things, its things and there's that fine balance that everyone's always trying to wonder whether it's a dictatorship it's a dictatorship <coughs> that mm-hmm. My point, my feeling is whether you feel it's a dictatorship, Mm. whether whatever you think about sort of the structure of government, Mm. can you deny that there are social things that are happening that are working? Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. I agree. You you can't. And you feel that as a visitor. Yeah. I'm sure, like I said, people come to Ghana and they're obsessed. They only have positive things to say. And then I'll be here, be like, girl, it's not that great. So every every place has its things. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think Rwanda is one of my favorite. One what? Yeah. I think at least of the countries I've been to, Rwanda has been amazing. my favorite. I mean, it's the place that has impressed me the most because I feel like it sees. I haven't been there. Okay. But it. It, in the event industry, they invested in their event industry because they understood the importance of it in bringing tourism and as a stream of income. And I'm like, and they get it. Francis, they get it. They and I'm just not, like... Ugh. They get it. They get the importance of youth. Yeah. So I went to... I was invited to their 25-year... They called it Quibora. I'm probably messing this up. But 25 years since the genocide. Okay. And we had this amazing experience. We went to, you know, the army took us on a helicopter to, like, places that were important in the war. Yeah. Had a meeting with the president. Most of the president's staff, I was older then. Wow. I was what? older. The, I think, what was, oh, was Stephanie? I that think. is impressive. I was older. In Ghana, they'll tell you you're a baby. Small <laughs> you, girl, what are you doing You think here? Ghana is anyone who is above, for, between the ages of 40 and 60. <laughs> so when they say youth conference, and you see the 40 to 60 year olds. <laughs> his personal, I don't know if she was his personal secretary, but she was something really close to him. She was like the main, she was in her mid 20s. Wow. And I just thought, like you felt that. It. Like yeah. that makes a difference yeah. in the country that you're building. Yeah. But yeah. in Ghana, we don't value you. We don't care. Oh, Eradidabe. We don't care. Small, any progress is progress, I guess. No, but it's, <laughs> it, you can feel it though. You yeah. can feel people are starting to just get irritated by it. And I think people have to start to pay attention because you have a very young population and they're the ones who just be like, we've had enough. This is what we're going to do. Listen, we And they always talk- say Ghana is a microcosm of Nigeria. So you just never know. <laughs> it's always, I feel like privilege is, is, yeah. is relative. Yes. But I think we have a certain level of privilege. Yeah. I mean, we can yeah, sit in this room and record a podcast. Yeah, 100%. And somebody is struggling on selling shoe polish, trying to make yeah. the day's earnings. Yeah. And I think that when, I think a lot of us in our generation mm-hmm. and in our privilege level... Mm-hmm. We always feel like, oh, things are good. Mm-mm. This is such a small, like, percentage mm-hmm. of people that are balancing, making it mm-hmm. us. It's such a minuscule percentage. Mm-hmm. The average Ghanaian mm-hmm. is struggling. struggling. When you sit but you see, your- when we feel like we're struggling, can you only imagine how they're feeling? Because, like, even my employees, yes. like, I'm just waiting to, like, get to a point where I can, like, we've already increased, it. We, we kept them on full salary for COVID. Okay. Like, we tried to just make yeah. sure everyone was okay because for me, people are just the key. Yeah. Like, whatever else yeah. happens, you know, yeah. make sure the people are okay. Yeah. 
but yeah, it was just so like, I'm like, the way petrol is going up, the way all these things are going up, how do I just as a business get them to a point where they're ending a point where it's like, it's fine. Because when when your staff, when some of your staff have to start, ask for salary advances you know that things are tough yes even when you have to start yes. asking for a salary yes. advance you know that like yes this isn't this isn't normal yes like this isn't usual yes. you know so it's it's a it's a journey though it's a journey i mean we'll we'll you know it's <laughs> we're trying i guess but i think what makes it disheartening is like we start like we started this you know we were the first sub-saharan country to gain independence and this like the rest of the continent really looks at Ghana with a bright eye, you know. They really see us as a shining star. And we star. like that. We like and we the like position. That. And yes, we do. It's we great and there's peace and, and generally the people are happy and friendly. But I think we could have been so much further. So what has yeah. what has stalled us? Something has stalled us, but we refuse to really address it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm not a politician. I just, <laughs> we are, have opinions. These are my personal yeah, opinions. Exactly. Yeah. And um, <laughs> just to sort of like wrap up, yeah. what would you say is one experience you've had and you just thought, only in Africa? <laughs> like, only in this moment. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I've had many of them. this happened, I don't know if there's my any that maybe come is... to mind. You can take your time and think about it. <laughs> just I mean, we have these experiences every day it, it's think? true I mean they're almost so regular that you probably don't even I'm sure I had one this morning <laughs> I don't I, I can't think of um one particular yeah I guess okay so this is recent so yesterday I was driving and one of the people that was said he sells the scents that you put in your car oh, okay yeah Perfect. and so I was driving and he was giving me compliments about my car. He was like, oh, this car, he knows I made it in life. And then, because I had my glasses and my mask. And so I, I turned to him and he was like, and you're beautiful too, you know. I'm sure your husband did a lot of fasting today. And then he gave me one of the scents, you know. I was like, no, 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 you know. He was like, no, 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 I have to give it to you. And then obviously the next question was like, so, you know, give me something small. I was like, I thought you were giving me this for free. I was like, I, I don't know why I fell for this. This is a marketing strategy. Only in Ghana. Um, that is a good one. <laughs> he actually, I was, I thought he'd given no, it to me you. No, me too, because he gave me two. I was like, so the other one, I was like, no. And he was like, oh, Danielle, remember me? I was like, ah. <laughs> no, nah, I thought you just. So did you give him anything? I did give him something, because so I was like, sale. I don't want him to have That is genius. You should find him. Marketing agencies, find him. The give him a job. five cities. I paid ten cities for it. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he did it. He made an impression. I was like, oh, next time I see you, I'm actually going to buy something. Like, I, I liked it. So he, he's doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good one. Um, thank you so much for thank this. You, this Ray. has been a really great conversation. I feel like we've covered yeah. all the topics um, and really got in there. So excited to see your projects come out. Yeah. I think people will be able to find Afternoon Jump on social yeah. media yeah. at some point. Yeah. Just look out for it. Yeah. And Mami is on social media if yep. you do want to follow her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. We'll speak soon. <laughs> Has it been 40 minutes already? 